This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Underwear with a Stain on it, the only underwear that keeps you guessing if it's clean or not. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that are A24 boys. <laughs> I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to discuss our favorite underrated A24 films. Because easily we could have done favorite A24 films of all time. But you know what that list would have been. Yeah. A lot of Hereditary, a lot Mo- of Lighthouse. Yeah, a lot of Lighthouse mostly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but today, we're doing those movies that nobody ever talks about. And I did some research on this because... I did not know how many films A24 has actually produced. Yeah, they made a they made a good, good chunk. They made a lot. Yeah. Um, and a couple of films that I didn't even know that they made and that I added onto this list. Yeah. So, really cool doing that. Um, Frank, why don't you start, though? All right. So, um, I will be saying that every film that I am mentioning I have seen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, if you also did the same thing. Correct. Um, and, uh, yeah. So, film number one is mm-hmm. a movie called Cut Bank. Okay. Now, I don't know if you've seen it. Um, so I liked Cut Bank a lot. It didn't get the greatest reviews, mm-hmm. um, but I really, really enjoyed it. Um, it has it's got some like really fucking great names in it too. Um, Bruce Dern is mm-hmm. in it. John Malkovich is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Liam's Hems- Liam Hemsworth is in it. Uh, mm-hmm. Billy Bob Thornton is in it. Ooh, yeah, yeah, really, really some like really big names. Um, and it's kind of an interesting take on a murder mystery sort of mm-hmm. where basically what's going on is you have a character who uh is basically like sick and tired of his hometown and he wants to leave and basically what they end up doing is him and his him and his girlfriend are outside in a field and they're recording for like a like a local like miss it's like a pageant sort of thing where it's like oh misses whatever town we're in like whoever mm-hmm. wins that is like miss whatever and um they while they're filming out in the field uh, they witness a mailman getting murdered. Oh, cool. And they get it on video. Mm-hmm. And then it's like this whole thing of who killed the mailman. And then I don't want to like ruin it for anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Fuck it. I will. Cause <laughs> listen, it's been out for a while. Well, That. And also listen, this is going to be a spoiler filled episode. Mm-hmm. So it ends, it, it ends up basically turning out that the mailman was in on it and everybody was like in on this whole, it was like this whole thing was like being, you know, uh, fucking, perpetuated by this uh, this uh what do they have they have like a, a policy in like the postal service where it's like if if you if you somehow like see a postal person a, like a crime against a postal person and you can identify the body and blah blah blah, blah and we can like bring justice to it you can get like a hundred thousand dollars oh wow so he's like i'm gonna get this money and then that's how i'm gonna leave and i'm gonna divide up a little bit but then that's the money that we're gonna use to leave mm-hmm. and they all, everybody who's in on it is obviously like well aware of what's going on, but then there's a, there's a real police officer and detectives coming through and they're trying to solve this crime. Mm -hmm. And you have the father from, uh, what the hell is it? Call me by your name. Oh, okay. He plays like a fucking psychopath. Really? Yeah. And he does a really great job. At it. Was it weird seeing him it from was, like it, it from was, being such a loving dad to being this well, the psychopath? Thing is, it's like I didn't quite recognize him. And I was like, I was like, his eyes look really familiar. I'm like, I don't know him, but I, I, I feel like I, I, I feel like I've seen him before. And I, and I looked it up and I'm like, that's the fucking dad from call me by your name. <laughs> but he does a really, really great job. Mm-hmm. And the whole movie, he's basically just trying to get a, um, a package delivery. And, and 
the postal man gets killed and then everything from that postal thing gets like brought into like a storage unit or whatever. So he can't get his parcel. And he's like the whole movie he's trying to get it, but he's a psychopath. Mm. And, um, it just really unravels into a really great tension filled kind of like crime drama. And, uh, I don't think many people, I don't know. I've never heard anybody talk about cut bank. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know what it was. Right. And I really, really enjoyed it a lot. And I, again, I don't know why it didn't really get great reviews. I thought the acting was great and I thought the plot was fucking moving. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is really good. Um, so yeah, that's my first pick. Nice. My first pick is one that actually came out in 2016, which again, nobody fucking talked about. Um, and that was a movie called the monster. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. Nope. It is this very traditional type horror film where like this mom and their mom and her daughter are taking like this drive and they come across where like it's at night, it's raining, whole big shebang. Um, they see like a dead wolf in the road, swerve, car gets fucked up. They got to call AAA to try and get somebody to come out for it. Slowly realize that there is a monster out there that has done this and that is basically coming after them at this point um again very cliche with it what i liked about it though is that one it's very well made it is a like just the cinematography alone very very cool looking um the monster itself looks horrible <laughs> i'll say that right now but that's like the, the most important listen yes. if you're gonna make a creature movie mm-hmm. the creature like everything else can kind of go by the wayside yeah but the creature has to look good but so here's the thing the creature looked like a gross version between venom and a wolf like okay. it, and it just it looked bad but i mean it, it was practical effects so it's like whatever I, i'll give it slight pass for that I would have liked it if they did a whole thing where it's like you just see a silhouette at most of it. You don't right, see yeah. like actual monster. Yeah. But what I thought was really, really cool about this was while this is all going on, you're getting like these snippets of flashbacks between the mother and the daughter. And you're quickly realizing that the mother is an alcoholic. She's abusive. She's basically horrible. Um, and she's this like 25-year-old. So you're kind of understanding that, like, she had her daughter way too young. And the daughter is very independent. Like, she's making dinner for herself. She's doing all this stuff. She's realizing how fucked up her mom is. And the whole point of them driving is because the the mom is taking her daughter to go live with her dad. Oh, okay. Um, so you get this whole kind of thing of, like, it's more about the relationship between the mother and the daughter. And there's this first line, too, where it's like, my mother used to tell me that monsters are real. They could be for anybody. They could be you or I. And it's like, okay, like, that is the idea of the story. Yeah. It's it's a mother and daughter relationship film that just so happens to have a monster in it. Um, And at the end, like, obviously, the mother sacrifices herself to save the daughter. And that's kind of like the big payoff of, like, okay, I'm trying to redeem myself for being such a shitty person. Yeah. So, it w- in that aspect, it was cool. Because, like, you took this cliche of, like, this monster movie and then made it about the relationship between a mother and a daughter. So, that part I was actually okay with. Yeah, yeah. I like when a movie... Uh, Surprises you like that? Yeah. And, like, you know, it's like, oh, it's a creature movie, but then actually it's got, like, an undertone of something else where it's like, hey, this is what it's really about. I, yeah. I always appreciate that. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. The monster. 
Cool. Okay, my next pick is a movie called Green Room. Now, I don't know mm. if you've seen Green Room. I know about it. So, Green Room is awesome. <laughs> uh, Green this is the Ro- band one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's a punk rock band. And they, long story short, they end up, they're not like doing great. They're kind of just like trying to they go gig by gig and they're trying to like build up their cred. And um, they end up at a, like a white supremacist uh, fucking bar camp place whatever mm-hmm. and uh patrick stewart yes is in it. i was gonna say and he's the he head it? of them he's the fucking head of the skinheads mm-hmm. and makes sense because he's bald right well yeah <laughs> we need a bald guy yeah um, <laughs> who's available he's really, that's he's bald. really great though but uh anton uh yelchin is in it which i think i believe he died which is sad mm-hmm. he got fucking killed in like a really weird way he ended up like dying in his driveway like i somehow some somehow he managed to like he basically, like, his car rolled into him, and he got, like, pinned between his house and his car, and he died. Oh. It's like, really fucking, like, weird. Mm-hmm. Um, Very kind of, like, exorcist vibe of, like, how the, the crew died. Yeah, it's weird, right? Um, but anyway, so he, he's really good in it. Uh, he plays, like, the lead singer of the band. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's directed by a guy named Jeremy Solner. Uh, and your your main cast, really, is Patrick Stewart and Anton. Um but yeah, so it's basically a fight for survival. So they end up, somebody ends up dying basically. And, and then the fucking skinheads are like, you know, you guys can't leave. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, we have to leave. And it starts off as like, listen, we're, we're going to let you go, but we just got to like figure out what the hell's going on here before we let you guys go. Um, and then it turns, it quickly turns into them realizing that they're not going to be able to let go. And it's called green room because the green room is where the band stays before they go out and perform or anybody, any type of performer goes. Right. Um, and then it becomes a fight for survival, and it's mm-hmm. a it's a it's gory, it's gritty, it's dirty. There's one scene that I don't know how they I don't even know how they did it where the fucking kid gets he sticks his arm out the at the door, mm-hmm. and one of the guys grabs his arm and then starts hacking it with a machete, and he pulls it back in, and his arm just looks like a Swiss roll, like oh really? It's just like tons and t- and then they're like oh what are we gonna do? And he's like fucking duct tape. So they, they, duct, <laughs> they duct tape his arm up. It's really, I don't know how they did it. It's really fucking realistic looking. Um, but it's really, really great. And it's, I, I don't like to say that it's fun because, because it's not, because it's not, but if you like gory action and you like fucked up shit, you're going to be like, this is a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, so green room, I highly recommend. And again, it's another movie that I don't think many people talk about. No, I almost was going to watch it too. Cause I was like, I, I went through like a whole thing of like, I got to find like these underrated a 24 films and I got to fucking just watch them and see how they are. Yeah. And that was one of them that popped up and I was like, I knew about the premise, Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I just never got around to watching it. Um, my next one we actually did. And that's a most violent year with Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. It. I don't think anybody knows that it's an A twenty four film. <laughs> it's a. I don't think A twenty four knows that they made it. <laughs> it's a really good film. It is. It's really good. Like the the idea of a gangster film, but it's over heating oil. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very it's, it's different. Ba- it's not even a gangster film. It's no. not. It's it's it. That's but the it way, is at the same it time. It is, but it's it's really not. Mm-hmm. It's like the way that Oscar Isaac prevents him uh, uh, presents himself and the way that he portrays this man who. The, the way that the character is written feels like a mob boss. Yes, but he's not. But he's just a guy but, who, who, he's just an entrepreneur. Yes, but he <laughs> also was doing shady things beforehand to get to where he is. Yeah. And obviously laundering money is how they kind of gain power and then the whole thing of the investigation underway for them. 
and then of course you know like the one worker kind of going crazy and like shooting people and then like they have to find him and basically put him down and that shot of when Oscar Isaac's character shoots him and the bullet goes through the oil tank and you just see the the drip of oil yeah and we talked about it in the episode very metaphorical for like what was going on in the situation Anything with Oscar Isaac, I'm going to love 110%. Because, God, that man is great. <laughs> yeah, I um, like him a lot. It, it was just like one of those situations where it's like, great cast, great idea, executed very well. Nobody fucking knew about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, got, it got pretty good reviews, though. It did. Which is, which is it, great. I think all six people who saw it. <laughs> <laughs> we were two of them. <laughs> I, but I think like IMDb even gave it like a eight out of ten. Yeah, no, it's 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 definitely a solid film. Um, and I think that if you haven't seen it, I do encourage you to watch it. Um, it's definitely a slow burn. Um, it's not again, it's not like this action packed movie, but it's got a little bit of action into it. It's mm-hmm. just it's a great character driven film. Yeah, really good. Um, okay, my next pick is a movie called Swiss Army Man. Yay! I, you know what? It's fucking weird. Literally seconds ago, I was like, I swear to God, he's gonna pick Swiss Army Man. Yeah. Um, Have this you is, seen it? Yeah, this okay. is my pick too. Okay. Um, weird, so, weird. How much I like this movie so about farts. If you don't know what it's, what it's about, it's basically about a guy who is stranded on a desert, uh, deserted island, and he ends up befriending a dead body that washes up to the shore, and together they have a surreal journey <laughs> very uh, surreal um paul dano so paul it's got, it's got paul dano and daniel radcliffe mm-hmm. that's that's basically the, who you that's need all. to know um and basically paul no uh daniel radcliffe plays a dead the dead body mm-hmm. the dead body helps paul dano's character through many trial and tribulations um yeah. and yes i mean he he literally Gets off the island by driving the body like a jet ski because of farts it, because of it because he's fart powered. Yeah. But um, it, it was really cool where it's like it's this whole film about Paul Dano's character just trying to be himself and be comfortable with who he is. Yeah, it's it's again silly. Yeah, it's funny, but also heart like breaking, mm-hmm. but also heartwarming. And it's just got like all the emotions that you need. It reminded me a lot of the the wilder people. Yes. Like yeah. I mean, and that's just because like they're in the woods, but um but the way that it's set up too where it's Paul Dano basically doing most of it and then Daniel Radcliffe just kinda like talking here and there. Yeah. And the powers that he gets yeah. are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, just really fun. It's definitely not for everybody. No. It's it's a weird movie. The it's, ending it's, gets a little dark. Oh yeah, the ending gets yeah, kind of dark. Um, the but it, it feels more along like while a most violent year kind of doesn't feel like an A twenty four film because it's very like straightforward and mm-hmm. it's just like this is what it is. This movie is obviously very metaphorical and has like that kind of classic A twenty four, um, that A twenty four ness to it, right? Yeah. It, like most A twenty four films, at least the really popular ones. Like deeply metaphorical, ambiguous, mm-hmm. strange, weird cinematography. Yeah, like very cerebral, like just really, really odd. Mm-hmm. And th- and this movie is definitely in that lane. So if you don't like that type of film, then you probably won't. And it's a little silly, um, but it's very, very good. Mm-hmm. And um, I really liked it a lot. So I'm glad that I'm hoping that that's like one of maybe our only overlapping ones because I'm glad that we have like different ones. Yeah. Um, okay, so my next one is a film called Mississippi Grind. Nope. So, I love this movie a lot. 
Um, you're basically your your main your main character is Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. um, but then you also have a guy named Ben Mendelson, who is kind of playing this alcoholic, uh, not great dad, r- divorced guy, whatever. Um, and Ryan Reynolds is kind of like a really great poker player, mm-hmm. and they and they end up finding each other, and they end up kind of traveling around from different casinos. And making enough, trying to make enough money so they can kind of both end up going their separate ways. Um, and what it what it turns into is a is a great film about friendship and hardships and relationships with either loved ones, whether that be uh, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a daughter or you know. And it's just really, really great. Um, it's it's mostly just two characters, mm-hmm. and they're just kind of. It's a classic. I kind of. I feel like I talked about this in, in a recent episode where it's like, um, you know, a classic story of I'm gonna teach you how to count cards, and you know, and then we're gonna like run the ring, and like yeah. it, it, it it follows that premise a little bit, but I th- I feel like it has a lot more to offer where where it doesn't go into like the lane of. Oh, the fucking casino owner is now chasing them down because they're going to and he's going to break yeah. their legs. Because, <laughs> and it gets very silly. Yeah, that way. yeah. And it's just like that's not where it goes. Like this is, again, very character driven. Um, and Ron Reynolds is great in it. Mm-hmm. He's really charismatic, as as always. Yeah. And um, and Ben and, ben, and the other guy, Ben, he's really, really great as like this, this like fucking di- like just older middle aged guy who's mm-hmm. just is really, really down on his luck. And he's like. I'm a good poker player, but I get really <laughs> shitty fucking hands, <laughs> and uh, it's really good. I think mm-hmm. that it's uh, I think that it's worth a watch. Kind of like the one guy in Molly's game, that, exactly. Uh, like yeah. really, really good, or no, the the really shitty guy, and then wins one hand, and then the guy that's really good is fucking just devastated by it. Yeah, cool. Um, my next one, also a movie that we did. Um, I think it's underrated for it being a twenty four. I think it's one of the better performances from the actor, and that's Enemy. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, I think probably one of like the more breakout roles for him at the time. Cause yeah, this is kind of like the beginning of what we now know Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. as. And not only that, but like this enemy was one of the first like 10 A24 films. Um, and I think the premise of it was just really, really well done where it's like this whole thing of this. Well, it's basically just eight legged freaks. Well, yeah. <laughs> just Have you ever seen but, eight legged freaks? Yes. <laughs> just giant spiders. <laughs> You ever seen, what was it, Lava Spiders? No. Uh, it's fun. <laughs> it <sounds laughs> it's a fun. sci-fi f- yeah, film. Yeah, it sounds like a sci-fi channel movie. Yeah, those are always great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Enemy is just really, really cool where it's like Jake Gyllenhaal, his character is like this teacher. He's kind of like in a shitty slump. Um, he ends up watching like this movie and finds somebody that looks exactly like him and goes on like this tangent to try and find him. And when they actually meet... You're kind of left wondering, like, oh, were they like twins and separated at birth? Are they? Is one like a doppelganger? Is one just like a metaphor for what they want to be in life? Right. And I thought it was like a really, really cool thriller, especially like with the ending where it's like, you know, the the main one that you've been following this whole time ends up becoming like, you know, the only one. Right. And then kind of settling into the ways of the actor one and then going into the room and you see the wife is just like a giant spider curled up in the side. Yeah. And it it's it's one of those things where it's like it's such a weird thing of having like this giant spider walk through the city and then that shot 
and that's all you get of the spiders. But it's just enough to be like, wow, this fucking hooked me from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there's a few other things. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, there's that one scene where he's walking down the hallway and, like, the woman has a spider face. Yeah. And then there's another one. And, like, I think the opening shot is, like... Yeah, like him just holding his face. Crushing the spider and mm-hmm. the girl, like, crushes the spider, the tarantula. Yeah. Did we figure out from that episode what the spiders mean? I th- I said that I, I, I always thought that the spiders represented, like, women. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what I thought. Yeah. And I still kind of think that. I don't or know if you mom. disagree. I don't remember. I, do, I, I always, I, yeah, I think that like a mother kind of, and mm-hmm. then, but mostly like women, like, like, and how he views them. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to, we're not going to do that. Right? <laughs> I, I liked Enemy. I like it a lot too. I think it's really good. Um, okay. So my next one is a movie called High Life. Oh. Robert with, Pattinson. You know, I've Andre been. Andre 3000. I thought you said you didn't really like this film. So I watched it twice. Mm-hmm. Um. Second time, I enjoyed it a bit more. I think it's going to be one of those movies that I kind of go back to every once in a while, and I'm going to just kind of appreciate it more and more and more um, as time goes on. Has one of my favorite uh, just purely cinematic moments ever Mm -hmm. in a movie, which is the movie's on for about a half hour, and you have Robert Pattinson's character like, fucking, it's so cool and so good he he's got body there's bodies that that he has to like dispose of Mm -hmm. and again the movie's been on for like 30 minutes now at this point and he puts them all into like their suits and he and he drops them into space right because the whole the whole premise is him and his daughter he's got a little he's got a baby girl and they're up in like fucking deep space Mm -hmm. and the and he is part of like this main group of people that have been selected who were all prisoners at some point and now they can actually sacrifice themselves for science um and you know and they're like might as well fucking do something with my life opposed to just sitting in a jail cell like i can go fucking explore space Mm -hmm. so they (laughs) they he ends up throwing out these bodies and again mind you 30 minutes into the movie the bodies are falling right and it's Mm -hmm. like super slow and they're all like in their different colored suits and you're just in space and it's quiet mm-hmm. and you have the bodies dropping down very slowly and then the title comes up. Oh, really? It's like 30 minutes <laughs> in and then you have like the music going like mm-hmm. and like them falling down and then the title. I'm like, God, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, beautifully shot. I don't yeah. know if it was actually shot on film, but it looks like it was shot on film. Um, the, the cinematography is absolutely incredible. And it's a real, sl- it's a little weird. There's some like weird sexual shit that yeah. I just don't, I didn't quite feel like I needed in the movie, but I also understand that all of these people are pent up in fucking space. So they, and they have sexual desire. So mm. I understand it. It just, for a guy who doesn't really get uncomfortable with most things, it makes me, it made me a little uncomfortable. And I'm like, why am I watching this woman go into this gigantic fucking like room that she built that has a huge dildo on it? And, like, <laughs> really? And she goes hard on herself, and like they, they show it. They don't show everything, but they like, show visually, enough. But you're just like, wow, this is a lot. <laughs> isn't um, isn't Tilda Swinton in it? Uh, I don't think so. I swear that that's what like who it was like doing no, the weird dildo. I don't dildo. believe, I don't believe I, she's in it. I haven't gotten the chance to watch it yet. It's strange. Like, it's weird, and I I don't know if you're gonna like it. But um, it's and it it's a movie that nobody really speaks about. Mm-hmm. Um, it only came out like a couple of years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, it came out in 2018. Um, 
And I think Robert Pattinson delivers another great performance as a father who is like fucking struggling to keep his daughter alive, basically, while they're like doing this. Um, and it does like, you know, the classic going back and forth between timelines and you're learning a little bit more every time they flash back as to what happened and why they're here and, and yeah. whatnot. Um, and overall, I think it's a decent film. Um, and I think it's one that nobody uh, talks about. Nice. I will eventually check it out because I, I feel like it is something to like talk about. Um my last one, and then I have, like, honorable mentions, um, is 2013's Locke. Again, oh, we yeah, did Locke. Yeah, yeah. Um, only A24 can get me to watch an hour-and-a-half-long film of one man driving in a car calling people. I think the way I've that... I've never cared more about cement in my life. Oh, God, <laughs> I care about cement so much. <laughs> and Tom Hardy, again, being, like, this weird kind of, like like mid-range actor for me where it's like I liked him Tom Hardy. I like seeing what he's in. He usually has mush mouth for whatever he reason. And, a lot. But like he did a really really cool thing in this film and I I was hooked like from the minute that it started. Yeah. Uh, I think I recommended Lock to you. You recommended it and then it was my pick for the film. Yeah. Um and then yeah, like just the way that like cinematography wise they put like the cameras all around the car so you get like shots of like him basically looking in the back seat and like talking to himself and then calling his wife and telling her like about everything that's going on with this other woman calling his son calling like his boss to be like i forgot the plans you got to go fucking pick up the plans i'm not gonna be there you got to do exactly this and then being fired and then of course that one scene where it's like he's just he's fed up and he's just so angry and he's just like literally having like a mental breakdown inside his car while driving. And it was just like this really, really cool story for me. Yeah. It's a great movie. Um, and they somehow, like you said, I mean, it's, it's got a, it's you got literally one fucking character in the whole film Mm -hmm. besides the people that he's calling. And somehow they, they keep your attention for a full 90 minutes Yeah, and it's enthralling. It's really good. Uh, my last pick is a movie called the black coats daughter. Mm. Now, um, I'm not going to say it's the greatest horror film, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's got uh, Emma Roberts in it. Ooh. And you like Emma Roberts? I do. You like? You think she's pretty? I think pretty. she's pretty. Um, that's um, that's uh, American Horror Story Girl, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think she's pretty. Yeah. Uh, she's in, um, you know, she's in like, I think she like got started on like Disney Channel or something, but mm-hmm. I think she is kind of slowly working her way into like trying to be a respectable actress. Um, <laughs> but anyway, Emma mm-hmm. Roberts... Um, and a girl named Kiernan Shipka. What a what a name. Um, <laughs> and then a, and then another girl named Lucy Boynton. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Oz Perkins wrote and directed it, which is Anthony Perkins' son. Okay. Um, and uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I think that he has proven himself to be a comparable writer and director. Um, it's basically about them getting locked into their school mm-hmm. and a evil slash demonic force is in the school with them and they have to defeat it basically. Hmm. Uh, again, it's, it's a little, it's a little campy, I guess in a way, mm-hmm. but it, it does take itself pretty seriously. It um, reminds me kind of like that one found footage film. It was like, uh, the gallows. I think it was And there. Oh, I have, I, I mm-hmm. thought that movie was awful. Yeah, and then they made Gallows 2, and then that movie was horrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, The Black Coat's Daughter, I think, is worth... I know that we're obviously kind of out of Halloween season at this point, mm-hmm. um, so it's it's kind of a Halloween recommendation, but um, I think it's worth watching, and mm-hmm. I think um, 
I think it's uh, a good, really, really solid performance by uh, Emma Roberts. Nice. Um, like I said, I have a couple of recommend or a couple of honorable mentions, real quick. Um, really surprised you didn't mention it, Lady Bird. I, I I didn't feel like Lady Bird was a was an underappreciated movie. I feel like for the most part, generally speaking, when Lady Bird came out, a mm. lot of people were talking about it. Mm. Um, Tusk. I really like Tusk. I know we did it. I don't like Tusk. I know you don't, but it it was a fun, weird horror film. Um, Walrus Man, whatever. Uh, A Ghost Story. Again, I didn't. I didn't really feel like that was underappreciated. I I feel like it's a little (laughs) underappreciated. I don't know anybody that's seen Ghost Story besides you. Well, the thing is, (laughs) (laughs) but it's also like you have to look at your friend group. It's like who, Mm -hmm. like the people that that you're friends with, are they? You know, again, like in the actual like film world. Mm I feel like a ghost story was pretty like well recognized as a pretty great film. Okay, um, and then my last one is a movie that I haven't seen yet, but like the trailer got me hooked, um, and that was Under the Silver Lake, uh, with Andrew Garfield, where he literally I is. Haven't, I haven't heard of that. He it's I literally. Think, I feel like I've heard of the title. He he meets like this one girl, and they have like a great night, and then they decide like, hey, let's just book it together. Let's like go leave, and then the next morning, she's gone, and. And literally, there's, like, one fucking weird clue inside of her apartment. And he goes on this massive tangent trying to find her. Mm. And it's it's kind of like this fun, like, comedy mystery balance. But, of course, it's A24, so it's got something going on. You know on. it's going to be fucking weird. It might be. I'll watch it, and I'll let you know. It might be one of the few performances that I like out of Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I don't really find him to be the best, mm-hmm. truthfully. But Silence was great. Uh, yeah, Silence is really good. Yeah, he was he, actually really, really good in that. Yeah, he did a good job there. I, I'm, I'm trying to look up right now. There's a movie called Under the Skin, which I don't know if that's mm-hmm. an A24 film. Um, I think it might be. Maybe yeah. not. I don't know. If, like you haven't seen, if you haven't seen Under the Skin, do you ever see Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson? No. She's like an alien and she goes Oh, and I know about men. this. Yes. I saw uh, the trailer where like she peels off the skin and she's like all black. Yeah. Like, fucking... I'm, I'm not sure. It, fe- it feels like an A24 film. I'm looking at it right now. I don't, I'm not, I can't find, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like they made it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it, about but it. But it feels like a yeah. fucking A24 movie. It's on Amazon Prime for free. Oh, okay. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I recommend uh, Under the Skin too. Well, uh, it's my podcast yeah, turn, right. so I get to recommend. You're right. As you Zach, know, you have a recommendation for us? Oh, yes. That's what, uh, thank you, Frank. I didn't know you'd ask me. Um, I'm not a big rap guy. You're, you know I don't like rap that much. You like? I know you like... Uh, who do you like? You like like old kind of classic rappers. Yeah, I like, like Wu-Tang. Yeah, you like Wu-Tang Clan and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, however, there is one album that I really enjoyed, and that's Tyler Creator's Flower Boy. Oh yeah, because it's like jazzy and it it is a little jazzy, but like I I like Tyler Creator. Um, I liked some of his earlier stuff like Wolf and Goblin, and obviously like Odd Future. Like they're really cool together. Um, more so Earl Sweatshirt, I like because he I like Earl Sweatshirt a lot. He worked a lot with Captain Murphy, who is now known as Flying Lotus. Yeah, and I cannot for the fucking life of me find Captain Murphy anywhere besides YouTube. So if anybody has any way to get it on Spotify or iTunes, please let me know because I like Captain Murphy a lot. Um, but anyways, Flower Boy was like a really cool album that I listened to and I was like, man, I really don't like rap, but I'm digging this. And it's just this really like like the way that Tyler Creator planned out all the songs and it talks a lot about like driving, but it also talks a lot about like his fame and like where he sits like... Yep. 
loneliness wise yep. and just feeling like you know he's at the top but he can't share it with anybody and then i've read like some reviews where like it also talks about his sexuality yeah it does yeah. Mm-hmm. um which i think is really cool like the way that he puts himself out there in it um f- the first song forward i absolutely love like just talking about like you know how many houses can he buy without feeling broke and how many cars can he buy without having people in it like it was really cool Obviously, too, he has to throw in, like, some of the, like, the harder stuff yeah, in there. Yeah, like, bangers. Um, like, Who Dat Boy. Yeah. That was a really, like, the way that the song sets up. Yeah. With, like, that very violin forward. It's really cool. I like that song a lot. Yeah. Um, um, and then Flower the- Boy, sorry, but Flower Boy is, like, was, like, the cusp of Tyler Creator kind of diving more into, like, the singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. Because it's, like... He, he made Flower Boy, and then I think Igor came after that, yeah. and Igor is, like, way more singer-songwriter, and then he just came out with his most recent album, which I haven't heard, but mm-hmm. that one apparently is, like, full-blown, like, he's kind of almost fully abandoning rap. Oh, really? Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I think I'm wrong. I think that one is, like, at like a pure hip-hop. I think Igor was kind of, like, where he kind of almost fully abandoned rap, and then mm-hmm. he went back to, like, bangers again. Yeah, because I, I didn't listen to Igor, but again, I mainly knew him from, like, Goblin and Wolf, where it's like I wasn't a big fan of that stuff. I was. I liked it. I, I don't. There's like a few like Death Camp, like that one song, Death Camp. I think is mm-hmm. fucking great, but it's like okay. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I never really like hopped on the ch- like the the Tyler bandwagon, but I I, I appreciate Flower Boy for what yeah. it is. And then the 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 art too on it. Yeah. Very very cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Flower Boy is what I recommend. Nice. Zach, what are we doing next? Frank. We were talking about it drunkenly the other day, but I actually want to do it now that I'm sober. Um, and that is a Netflix film that just came out called The Harder They Fall. It has a great cast. It is a Western, so I know you're going to like it, but it's also got like rap Westerns. music in it. I do like Westerns. That mm-hmm. is like my favorite genre of film. It's got Idris Elba in it. Yeah, it does. It's got Lakeith Stanfield in it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I won't say any more names. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Great. Um, so look forward to that. Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits. <laughs>